0: position so that you would change your position on matters that you had already set your heart to respond to in a godly way and um, the enemy wants you to change your position on those matters so keep your eye on distractions um this month of february is the month to also launch out uh, many people spend january in prayer, so seeing that it is the season to launch out into many things i need you to also keep your eyes the lord is speaking about and the people that will come into your life in the season, um, you're going to have a traffic of people. So keep your eyes on being able to discern who is who and what each person is bringing. Remember, I spoke to you about gates and access and how people in themselves can be seen in the spirit realm and how a person coming into your life can determine Um, the kind of season that is unleashed over you. So you want to keep your eye on who is coming, what is the person bringing. Um, Some destiny helpers are going to come into your life in the month of February. You don't want to miss them when they come. And also you don't want to stretch forth your hand to take people that God has not designated for you because you believe they have what it takes to give you what you want. So you need to keep your eye on God-appointed relationship, not flesh determined relationships um, in this month of February. Um, And in this month of February, you also need to look out for strategies. Um, What are the strategies that God is giving me? So yesterday I had a very instructive dream of the Lord uh, where he spoke to me about a decision in my business. And, you know, so I, I felt really strongly that God was warning me and telling me what will ruin the business and what will make it not work. And God was showing me, you know, different things. He showed me um, people, he showed me places, he showed me actions. And so I, I just blessed the Lord, you know, for instructing me. And it just dawned on me that it is because this means a lot to God. You know that is why God will take the time. So even your business, your source of income, your wealth, everything means a lot to God. So in this month of February, ask God for specific instructions. Ask Him. Be you know the Bible says that every time you ask, believe that you will receive. You know so um don't ever come to God as an unbeliever. Don't ever come to God wavering or uncertain if He hears and if He will answer, He answers. That's who he is, you know. So in this month of February, ask him specifically for instructions. Um, another thing, specific instructions. Another thing I want you to pray about in this month of February. I hope we're all taking notes of the things I'm saying. Um, I want another thing I want you to pray about in this month of February is for relationships. Um, but not just, you know, destiny helpers are coming, but I needed to ask the Lord to restore any relationship that He gave to you that you lost either because the enemy came and interjected or interrupted what the Lord was doing or um, by reason of um, maybe um, lack of stewardship because sometimes God gives us relationships and we don't steward them properly, either because of something that happened or you know we just felt like oh you know i can't go through this or we didn't we didn't rise up to fight when we're supposed to to fight for it i needed to ask the spirit of god in this season to um restore to you every critical relationship every relationship that is needed and critical for where he's taking you In the year 2023, ask God to give you humility of heart, ask God to give you wisdom, ask him to give you strength of mind, strength of soul, strength of spirit to be able to have the needed conversations so that every relationship he blessed you with in the past, that you were meant to steward, that was proposed um, for taking you into where you need to be, that none of them will be lost anymore, that the spirit of God will give you the capacity to effectively manage them. Ask God to give you perspective, ask God to give you understanding, ask God to give you revelation concerning how to govern them. You know, part of what the enemy would do if he can't take them away is that he would destroy the purpose by bringing a pseudo government that is not God's government. He would change the vision of the relationship so that by the time he is done, you, you you wouldn't even want to see each other. So ask the spirit of God to bring his government back into every relationship in your life. Ask him to show it to you. Ask him to show it to the people. Ask him to bring conviction. Ask him to um to just bring confirmation concerning this. I want you to pray about it this morning. I want you to pray about it throughout the month of February. Destiny relationships, because there are people that are going to walk into your life this month of February that will completely change your life. They will change your finances, they will change your resources, they will change your ministry, they will change your businesses. You know, ask the Lord. To help you. Another thing I want you to ask God to help you with in this month is that God will help you to deal with long-standing issues. Ask the spirit of God that in this month of February, I I don't want to go continue the year with the things that I have dealt with um, in 2022, the things I have struggled with in um, 2022, the things that I struggled with in January. Father, I just ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. that you give me the capacity to deal with long-standing issues. Father, I just ask that you give me the ability to break out in this month, to break out of the shackles, to break out of the fetters, to break out of the captivity of hell that has persisted for so long. Father, I pray that you give unto me clear-cut strategies, you give unto me the mindsets Mm -hmm. that I need, you give unto me the strength, strength of heart, strength of mind, strength of spirit, strength of body, Mm -hmm. to be able to make the needed decisions in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I just Mm -hmm. ask that you restore unto me honor and dignity. Come on, make that prayer. Father, Mm -hmm. restore unto me the honor and dignity that is associated, oh God, with being delivered from this Specific issues in the mighty name of Jesus. I just declare, declare over yourself that in this season you are entering into the strength of God. You are entering into the capacity of God. You are entering into the power of the Most High to walk circumspectly according to his dictates for your destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus. Kurabe de Konskefila Nabaroski, Kabalendos Kovekelene Mashanda, Iskovelen Telemaro Koskitabaya, Shelebrandos Kopika Landovos Kilaba, Shegraga Dilanambontos Kitefeleki, In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord we bless you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for divine progress. We thank you for divine increase. We thank so you for I divine. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you, oh God, for, the for divine Jesus. increase, divine influence in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you because we know that in the name of our Lord Jesus, that you are divinely positioning us, oh God, in the places that we need to be. You are divinely leading our feet to the places that we need to go. You are divinely opening our ears to hear the conversations that we need to hear. You are divinely empowering our tongue to speak in the times when it is needed. Father, we declare and we decree that we are growing in our spirit. Oh my God, we're growing in our hearts. We are growing in our minds. We're growing in capacity to be able to address the matters that need to be addressed in the name of Jesus. Shalamando labrande brande quis gafarai sovela brando kozo. javan de kere de kipai Zovela dila dakra antoske de mahai, Kavaka sukre in the ketabahai, Jora deca, Jora deka Jora deca, Caro de berre ne mandos copera digahai, Shavaleda, Shungre in getelebata, Sovela gadilla dabra and the kotoske felati, Cora badosketilla baradeca zocali, Jangrangetilla capasco felegeda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you Lord. Thank you Father. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, In the month of January where we stopped um, was when we're talking about um, dreams and um, them coming as nightmares. For some strange reason my voice is Really struggling, and I can't seem to be able to project my voice, but
1: I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? You can hear me. Yes, we can, PA. All right, thank you.
0: That is very good because I just, there's this baritone underneath that's refusing to go. Because every time when I wake up, I have like this baritone where you hear me early in the morning, I'm like, hello. Good morning. Yeah. You know, but after a while it dissipates. So I was wondering, I'm wondering why it's refusing to go this morning. All right. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Solomon. If you call me in the morning, you'll be like, come on, sir. I'm like, no, it's me. Sir, please, can I speak with your wife? Is the wife? Mm. So um, yeah. But it's okay. um so we're talking about nightmares I remember we, we took the time um last month to really talk about the power of the word um to talk about why it is important to embrace God's word why it is important to receive God's word and how God's word comes to us in different ways it comes to us in different forms and we spoke about how dreams, visions, prophecies, um, are forms in which the word of the Lord comes to us. So as seriously as we bear the word, the Bible, and as seriously as we take scriptures, that's how seriously we should take the other forms in which the spirit of God speaks to us, um, conveys to us his word. And we're saying, but the thing is God encodes himself and encodes his heart. In, um, in different ways. And you know that scripture, we, we talked a lot about the scripture that says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the honor of kings to search it out. And we say, so when God conceals a matter from you, basically what he's trying to do to you as a king is to bring you into a new dimension of honor. Because if all things are revealed to you, then you don't get the honor that is associated with searching out God's heart. So many times when a matter is concealed, it doesn't mean that the Lord is not present. So I said the absence of the speaking of God is not the absence of the heart or presence of God. So God's presence um, is not always marked by God's voice or God's speaking. God is present at all times and he wants us to search him out. He wants us to take the time to unveil. And so we began to speak about how to be a christian and to be a man or a woman of power that carries the glory of god you must be a researcher you must be a person that is accustomed with searching out god's heart searching out god's mind searching out god's plan you must find it very easy and you must enjoy searching god out um, if you will be a person that you know consistently carries his glory i remember we talked about glory being kabod and i took the time to explain the roots for kabod and how kabod speaks about the weight of the measure of God And I began to say that when the Lord speaks about his glory coming through his word, he's talking about coming into the the understanding of his weight in different matters, his measurement of different matters. And we said that that then translates into the New Testament, where the word for glory is the word doxa, and doxa means opinion of God. So you begin to understand that the weight of God is the opinion of God. The glory of God is to know God's opinion. Opinion in any matter. So that's why he says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings when they are able to search out. God's opinion on every matter. So in this season, God wants to bring you into glory, but the way he will bring you into glory is when you come into a place where you say, Lord, I will take the time to find out what you want. I will take the time to search. And we began to speak about how searching the heart of God is not only in prayer, but also you use the word of the Lord as your compass. And it's like a sailor that is going on some expedition. And the word of the Lord is the compass by which you navigate through the deep seas of God. And the, the the prayer is like the ship and the vessel that conveys you into the heart and the mind of God. So as you take the word and the prayer, but you see, it takes a skilled person, a skilled sailor to be able to navigate a ship through storms. Because even within the Lord, there are many storms. Within the Lord, there is lightning, there is thunder. There are seasons where you're like, my goodness, can this be the Lord? There is the well wind. All of these things are embedded within the manifestation of God. So it takes a skilled sailor to be able to navigate through all of this in order to arrive at the destination that God appoints by time. So you have to also be skilled. You have to allow yourself come into the skill of using God's word and prayer to navigate the spirit realm. But how do you know if you are skilled and how do you know if indeed you are doing the right thing? You measure. You measure Your progress. You need the map of destiny to be able to measure. You need the map of prophecy. So, where the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to you and given you a picture, at every point in time, you can then determine Am I on track? Am I moving? Am I making progress in the direction of the prophetic word that has gone ahead of me? So, you need the map of prophecy. You use the map of dreams. You use the map of vision. You use all of this that God has given to you to determine your progress. So, you can then know, Okay, am I skilled am I coming into it so as you go forth because the thing is as you make this journey you are discovering treasures in God you are discovering treasures and these treasures that you are discovering is what will place you and honor you in the midst of men and in the midst of kings. So we began to speak about how it is important to be a person that searches, how it is important to be a person that researches God's heart, if you will be able to enter into all the fullness that God has for us in the year 2023. And talking about that, we began to look at the story in Job, uh, the scripture where Job says, in one way or the other, that God may speak. He, may, he speaks to us through the dream of a night and how he comes and seals the ears of men with destruction while they sleep, that he may turn them away from doing what is wrong. He may keep their feet from going down to Sheol, from going down to hell. And we began to look at that scripture. We said, so that means God speaks to us in dreams and visions and in prophecies. And so we went all the way down. We talked about different kinds of dreams, a dream from God, you know, what does this mean what does that mean and then we entered into nightmares and when we're talking about nightmares we're saying hey sometimes it may just be you picking up a signal in the environment it may not necessarily be that you are demonically attacked and you know and we said whatever the case may be you know even if it was an attack even if the enemy is trying to oppress you we said can we remember? Colossians 2, and we're looking at from verse 15, and we're talking about how Christ has defeated hell, defeated Satan, and how we are fighting a fallen enemy. We began to look at it, and we began to analyze it and realize that the Spirit of God was speaking to us about the fact that even irrespective of how the dream or the vision comes, you must keep your eye on the fact that it may sound scary, it may look scary, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Satan has got power over you. The Lord may be revealing something to you that is seemingly terrifying to you, but he's revealing it to you because you have the power over that thing. So you need to address it from the mindset of Colossians 2.15, that the enemy has already been defeated by Christ. Mm -hmm. So you have to stand from the place of victory. And then we looked at Luke 10, um, Luke 10.9, and where he began to speak from, I think from verse 6 forward, where they came to Jesus saying, hey, we casted out the demons. The demons, you know, um, left and they were rejoicing. And when Jesus said to them, hey, don't rejoice because... Um, the demons fled when you rebuked them. He said, I beheld Satan falling like lightning from heaven. You know, you know, and beheld Satan falling like lightning from heaven. So Jesus said to them, listen, Satan has already fallen. So the demon you are casting out is living because their master is falling. So that shouldn't be your rejoicing, but your rejoicing should be that your names are written in heaven. And Jesus began to say to them, no, I have given unto you Power, authority to travel upon snakes and scorpions, and they shall by no means harm you. And when, um, when, when we said that, we began to look at the activity of snakes and scorpions, and I began to teach that. So I just want to finish, um, this dreams thing by the God's grace today, and then tomorrow we can go into the. I want, I really, really want to teach you with scriptural references and break it down the activities of the snakes and the scorpion. I hope this is a good place. To be in 20 in, in February, the activity and the system of the snake and the scorpion, it's been there, it's just been playing over and over again in my mind. I've done some more research. Um, I have a lot, a lot of scriptural references um and writings that I can share with you, but I really, really, truly, truly believe that this is very paramount. Um, to what God will be doing with us in this year and understanding how the enemy works. When the Bible says, do not be ignorant of the methodologies of hell. I believe that embedded within the activity of the snake and the scorpion is the methodology of hell. So we are going to be doing a bit of that to come into some sort of a stronger defense system and a stronger um, defense mechanism by which we can combat the enemy in this season. But also, um, I, I would, I would you know, shift from that into also teaching about how to build. So we're, we're, we're going to look at that. So we're going to be looking at the activity of the snakes and scorpions um, in this month of February, but also looking at, you know, how do you build in the midst of the different things? Because there are many points under that. um, And then we'll just keep going. We have a bunch of topics I shared in January. We'll keep going, you know, through the months. And as the Lord gives us grace, to to break those things down. And so um, we looked at that. So primarily a nightmare is a signal. Mm -hmm. It is a cry of a heart um, carrying an unresolved issue that is needing attention. And I need you to take note of that. So generally, if Christians are walking in the spirit um, and living in the counsel of the Lord, they do not have nightmares. However, if a Christian... Um, If as a Christian, you do have constant nightmares, there is definitely a heart issue that needs to be resolved. So Father, I just pray for everyone who is constantly having one nightmare or the other. Father, I just ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that this morning, as your word comes forth, that it will begin to pierce through their hearts, that it will begin to pierce through their minds. It will begin to pierce through their souls. It will pierce through their spirits. I ask that as your word comes forth, oh God, mm-hmm. that it will break every hard ground mm-hmm. and it will break every place within them, oh Lord, that has become a festering ground um, for, the, for the demonic and a festering ground for harassment. Father, mm-hmm. I ask that. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that you would um, bring forth um, solutions and opportunities, oh God, for these issues to be resolved in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we just decree and declare that in this month of February is the month, oh God, where we are dealing with heart issues, deep seated heart issues that have troubled us for years, that have troubled us for seasons. In the mighty name of Jesus, as we're praying, um, I saw a young lady who has. Had issues with her mother for a long time. And you know, the Spirit of God is just speaking to me about how that is associated um, with some sort of um, I don't even know if it's like anxiety or if it is like, but it's some sort of um psychological um issue that you've been having. And the spirit of God says, Hey, it's not because you know, your mother is doing anything to you necessarily. It is actually because there are so many unresolved things that you have not sat down to dialogue um, with her about and you have not unburdened. And, you know, you said to yourself, oh, it doesn't matter, but it's still there. It's not even in the back burner of your heart or your soul. It's right there in front of you daily. Every time you look in the mirror, it's almost as though you are looking at the very person that you believe torments you. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of God says, this is the month, this month of February. And immediately I just saw um tree, I saw a changing season. And I saw this person going from a season of. Dry leaves to a season of fruitfulness. And the spirit of God says, I have reserved for you a season of fruitfulness. And I saw the trees, the tree filled with so many fruits on it, so many fruits, and some of them are even low-hanging. And the spirit of God says, I have reserved for you fruitfulness in this season. He says, Do not let the enemy take away from you that which I have appointed for unto you. Um, and the Lord says, This is the time to step out of that box. This is the time to step out of that small place you have locked yourself inside. And so God, in the name of Jesus, I command a breaking out in Jesus' name. I command a breaking and a losing in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that this individual you're speaking about is breaking out of this captivity, is breaking out of this um, place of limitation is breaking out of this place of restriction in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost that indeed you are coming into the fruitfulness that God has appointed for you in Jesus' name. And I just release wisdom, 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 wisdom. I release wisdom for you to navigate um, this season and the conversations you need to come into. Listen, I saw the tree all of a sudden it was um, huge. It had many fruits and the law says there is fruitfulness reserved for you but your inability to deal with this matter is standing in the way of God's fruitfulness for your life. And so God, I just declare that this is the season in the name of Jesus where your people, where your children are set free from this bondage, this captivity um, in the name of Jesus and we just release your daughter, we release your son into multiplication and multiple fold of harvest in the name of jesus i will just release grace to deal with every heart issue in jesus name amen amen um so real quickly some prophetic dreams and visions may come across as nightmares because of the enormity of the events that are shown in them these are normally um received through um um strong um received with those strong prophetic callings, So you look at somebody like Daniel, for example, you look at um, Daniel 4, verse 5. Uh, Let's just go there real quickly. Daniel 4, verse 5, it speaks about the vision that Daniel had. From verse 4, verse 4, it says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, it was speaking about Nebuchadnezzar's dream. It says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, um, was at home in my palace. This was Nebuchadnezzar's dream. It says, contend contented and prosperous so it was important for it to highlight that he was not in a bad place he was contented he was prosperous Mm -hmm. he had the things that he needed he had the things that he wanted he was fine he was okay he was rejoicing he was in a happy place he says i had a dream that made me afraid He says, as I was lying in bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. He says, so I commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be brought before me to interpret the dream for me when the magicians the enchanters astrologers and diviners came I told them the dream but they could not interpret it for me finally Daniel came into my presence and I told him the dream he is called Belteshazzar after the name of my God and the spirit of the holy gods is in him you know, he says, I said to Shaza, chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you and no mystery is too difficult for you. Here is my dream, interpret it for me. These are the visions I saw while laying in my bed. He says, I looked and and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong and its top touched the sky. It was Visible to the to the ends of the earth, its leaves were beautiful, it's its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it the wild animals found shelter, and the birds lived in its branches. From it every creature fed. In the visions, I saw while lying on in bed. I looked, and there before me was a holy one, a messenger, coming down from heaven. He called in a loud voice, cut the tree and trim off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruits. Let the animals flee from under it and the birds from its branches. But let the stump and its roots bound with iron and bronze remain in the ground, in the grass of the field. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man and let him be given the mind of an of an animal mm. till seven times Pass by for him. The decision is announced by messengers. The holy ones declare the verdict so that the living may know that the most high is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes and sets them and sets over them the lowliest of people. This is a dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, um, Belshazzar tell me what it means for no one of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me but you can because the spirit of the holy gods is in you so Daniel was greatly perplexed for a time and his thoughts terrified him so the king said Belshazzar do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you that Belshazzar said my lord if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries the tree you saw which grew large and strong with its top touching the sky, visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant food, providing food for all, giving shelter to the wild animals, and making nesting places in its branches for the birds. He says, your majesty, you are, you are the tree. You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky, and your dominion extends to distant parts of the earth. Long and short of it is Daniel told. this is the NIV version so daniel told the king that listen you are that tree so when you are doing dream interpretation usually and you see trees trees represent people um so it says you are that tree and it represents people you see it from this dream but and how daniel interpreted the dream but even when you go um when jesus was healing the man remember when jesus said hey you know first put the blood in his eyes and you know, all of that. I said, what do you see? He said, hey, I see men like trees. And then the man went forth, you know, Jesus again. And then he was like, oh, he couldn't see clearly. Usually when you're interpreting dreams um, and you see trees, trees usually speak of people. It speaks of um, individuals. So uh, in this dream, you see that the king says, I was happy. I was content. I was in my kingdom. I didn't have any issues. I wasn't looking for anything but here I was I had this terrifying dream longer shot the dream meant that the king was going to lose his mind and he was going to be in the in the forest and live as an animal for seven years until he got back his mind and you know and all of that and God was dealing with him you know because of the way the man had postured himself so you you then see how it is possible to have terrifying dreams not because sometimes it's not because Um, of anything that is going on wrong, but just because the Lord is trying to give you a word and trying to give you a vision, you know, um, and he's trying to say something to you. So, but constant nightmares would probably mean that there is an oppression that is up operating in your life this may indicate that you are being harassed by an oppressive spirit so when it's op- happening constantly it may mean that you are being harassed by an oppressive spirit but one thing you want to note is that oppression is not the same as possession demonic oppression is does not equate to demonic possession but rather demonic oppression is an is a, an harassment or a harassment from hell so those are two different things so if this is the case you will require you know, counseling, you require prayers, you require guardians. You require for things to be dealt with. You know, it may even be traumas to be to be dealt with and to be examined. But the most important thing you want to know is that demonic oppression is not equal to you being possessed. So you also have to check the gates in your house. You want to check that there are no openings. There are no doors. There is no access way that is permitting the enemy to come into your life. So if you're experiencing nightmares, then the enemy has a legal right to enter, like consistent nightmares it means he has any legal rights to enter so you need to ask the holy ghost to ask you um, to identify the grounds that the enemy is getting now let me share with you some common grounds of access um one of the common grounds of access is unforgiveness number one unforgiveness is a ground of access through which the enemy enters your life um it may be um it may be unforgiveness that's associated with abuse or trauma and you know when you talk about the enemy entering your life apart from even the the nightmares you have in the middle of the night um sometimes even during the day people are tormented you know you are tormented with panic attacks you're tormented with anxiety you you just don't know why in fact it was funny um about <sighs> In fact, it's even too far. Let's just go back to last night. You know, last night, um, out of nowhere, as I was about to go to bed, I was really happy. i had, you know, a great time just fellowshipping with um Minister Yasmin, who is currently in my house, you know, talking about God, talking about different things. And then she had come up to my room. We had just, you know, spent time laughing and gisting, you know, and all. And um, as I was about to go to bed, for some strange reason some kind of anger just came over me I just became really really angry I wasn't sure what I was angry about I wasn't sure why I was angry and it just kind of took the taste out of my mouth it just and all I could think about was you know what I'm just I I, you know I'm just so upset I think I'm just going to sleep but then I remembered that part of what Yasmin and I had spoken about before she left was I had said, Oh, you know, I really need to wait on God for what he wants to say tomorrow during prayer rain. I said, I have the sense. I have my notes. I said, but I need to be able to hit the target, you know, in terms of, you know, what is the particular thing that he has on his heart that he wants to reveal, you know? And, um, and I remember saying that, so, I was not even in a place that I was upset about anything but just a few minutes before going to before actually sleeping I just got really really angry I just got really angry you know so I started to think what was going on and then it dawned on me that two thoughts had crossed my mind that I was very unconscious about and um, two thoughts one was about you know some something that somebody I really really love and you know yeah was doing and how it was just kind of like, uh, you know, annoying and irritating me. And I, that thought had passed, but it passed for like some, like two seconds, three seconds. And then I think a thought about um, something else, you know, that wasn't going how I had hoped it would go, you know. And that also had crossed for like two seconds, but I didn't stay. I didn't. It didn't stay. It just kind of like you know passed by my mind while I was writing. You know, the things that I, I I thought the Lord was saying and the things that I wanted to, you know, see happen in February, you know. And then fast forward five minutes after they had flashed by my mind, here I was on my bed, really upset, really angry. My chest was tightening, you know, I was palpitating and I just started getting anxious about today, which is tomorrow. I just started getting anxious about all the meetings I needed to do and all the things And I was just like, you know what, I just don't want to do it and in that moment i was like something is something is off this is not okay you know this sort of you know Oppression for lack of a better word, it's not normal. You know, I'm like, why am I feeling oppressed? Why am I feeling anxious? What exactly just happened? You know, so I remember sending a message to Yasmin and I'm like, hey, Yasmin, you really have to pray for me. I was like, I I am so angry and I have no idea what it is. You know, I was like, please, I just needed to lift up prayers for me. I just needed to, you know, and I remember I sent her the message because later I checked my phone. I sent her the message about um. 11.46 and I looked at my phone again at uh, 12.16, you know, because by 12.16, gone. The moment I was able to recognize that there is something that has provoked me, you know, there is an unresolved issue that is causing this torment. To recognize that this was a torment. It wasn't my real heart. It wasn't my real emotion. To recognize that this oppression, this palpitation, this anxiety wasn't mine. It was being tossed at me to counter all that God wanted to speak and to say to me so that I'll be unable to receive what heaven was downloading. The moment I recognized this is not mine, it did something for me. I then began to evaluate my thoughts. I then began to evaluate what had happened in the past 10 minutes. And then I hit it by the spirit of God. These were the two things you thought about that kind of shifted you. And it did not just shift you in the the sense of, oh, wow, this is going on, this has gone on. It actually shifted you because, Um, it shifted your heart it shifted your mind it shifted your spirit because the the fact that this has not been resolved and the actions of this and the action of this person has not been dealt with, automatically what he's doing is like an open door that is constantly releasing, you know, just that oppression from hell. And the moment I recognized it, I began to pray and I was just like, Lord, you know what? I put this away from me. I cast it away from me. I just declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that I have soundness of mind to engage with everything that I need to engage with, to deal with everything that I need to deal with. And I began to pray and I said, you know, Lord, this person's action is not gonna stop me from being a woman you've called me to be i just decree that in the name of the lord jesus it doesn't steal anything from my heart it doesn't steal anything from my mind father i declare that i am open i declare that i am this i declare that i am that you know because what the enemy has started it was he just started like bo, 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 compounding lies and you know all kinds of um, intimidation and all kinds of accusations just i just started hearing the voice i was like ah Satan, you have come you know so i was able to deal with it quickly i remember by the time i checked my phone so i sent out the message um, and by the time I checked my phone, like 30 minutes later, done, dusted. And I was going to message her to say, um, intercessor, please, you can stop praying with me. I'm fine. And I said, what fun is it to tell her to stop praying? Keep praying." You know, let her intercede for another two more hours. You know, let her kiss Lord, deliver my pastor or oh, apostle, oh Lord Jesus. I'm not going to tell her that the breakthrough has come. Let her continue. So if Yasmin is here, man of God, I'm sorry you didn't sleep. I slept 30 minutes later. I was sound asleep. But, you know, just use it as spiritual exercise. Um, so, <laughs> uh, So that happened. And I, I'm sharing that so that you understand that sometimes the enemy... Will oppress you. Oh, yeah, she is here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the enemy sometimes will oppress you with unforgiveness in your heart and, <laughs> and justice for yasmi No, she just it's just let's just consider it jimin She was just using it as jimin equipment. Like I literally went and started typing. I was going to say, Ah, intercessor, please you can stop. And I said, No, that's not fun. Let me be hearing her praying. Zagadil. Let her be shouting from her room and be dealing while I go to sleep. So, um, you know, unforgiveness in your heart can stand in the way, and it can make you open to oppression. It can make you open to intimidation. It can make you open to all kinds of things in the in, in the demonic realm. So, you have to deal with it. You have to, it, it, it's for your own good. Let us look at the scripture Matthew uh, Matthew eighteen. Um, verse 21 to 35 father in the name of jesus this topic we will finish it someday in jesus name it just seems to be increasing matthew 8 um <clears throat> matthew 18 verse 21 to 35 that's a long read but let's go there and it's a parable on the of the unmerciful servant we all know it it says then peter came to jesus and asked lord How many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to sell accounts with his servants, who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, Um, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and he let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins, Remember, that he had been forgiving 10,000 gold coins. He found the one who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told the master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. You have said, I can't, you have, he said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how, My heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from from your heart. Listen, if you don't hear anything that I said today, please hear this. Look at verse 32 and understand that Jesus does not lie. Because in verse 35, Jesus said, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. How will he treat you? He says that in his anger, the master handed him over to the jailers. Who is the jailer? The jailer is Satan. The jailer is the enemy. The jailer is the kingdom of darkness. Isaiah says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, those that are bound in chains to release them to bring them out of prison. So God is not the jailer. The kingdom of darkness is the jailer. Satan and his works are the jailer. He says, but sometimes the master hands over the unforgiving servant to the jailer to be what? He says to be tortured until he pays back all he owes. So that means there are many things that we owe really in the spirit realm. There are many things we can't pay for. You owe your security to God. You owe your safety to God. You owe the health of you and your children to God. There are many things we owe that the blood of Jesus is painful, that the death of Christ is painful. If the master would give up 10,000 gold coins, which is the height of the sacrifice that Jesus did for you, if the master would let go of it and say, you know what? You know, you have begged me, you've repented, you've pleaded, receive the mercy of the blood. He says, why would somebody, who owes you a hundred? You will say, no, you must pay me back. He says, for this that you have done, number one, you are a wicked servant. When God categorizes somebody as wicked, trust me, the person is wicked. He says, this is a wicked thing you have done. He says, because of this, now what happened? The anger of the king, the anger of the master was triggered. And then the master removed his hand from him and said, penalty for your sin.'" That's why Jesus said to them when they pray, "said How should we pray?" He says, "Give, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who trespass against us." What does it mean to trespass? There are laws, there are boundaries, there are standards, you know. And when you breach the law or you breach the boundary, you breach the government. Say trespass, you know. People in I don't know about. Abroad, everywhere, in fact, they'll put the sign do not trust, don't trespass us. Will be this basically you are crossing a boundary. So he said, Jesus said, I recognize that. You have boundaries. I recognize that there are things you don't want. I recognize that you all have your unique personalities and your unique way in which you do things, the way you analyze, the way you see life, but people are going to trespass against you. People are going to break your standards and your boundaries and the way you would rather have things done. He says, but forgive those who trespass against you. He says, so that God may forgive your sins. So he's now saying in this verse of scripture, if you don't, you will be released to the torture, the torment of the enemy. So many times the torment and the torture we are having is because you have not forgiven your brother, or your sister from your heart. Look, there is something about brotherhood. That's why when I look at Christians in church that are very cantankerous, even against fellow believers, you need to understand you can fight many things, but you can't fight blood. The Bible says the life of a thing is in its blood. So blood bears record to your life. It bears record to your history. Blood carries the weight of your existence. Now, when you share blood with somebody, you are Sharing life with a person, you are sharing history. You are sharing all kinds of things. That's why God used to lock covenants with people, and even the covenant of Jesus, He locked it by blood because He had to lock it life for life. You had to give Him life for Him to be able for it to become a potent sacrifice. And I need you to understand what I'm talking about. So when you have a brother or you have a sister, you have not forgiven from your heart. Basically, it's almost as though you've not forgiven yourself. You are making a covenant because brother and sister speaks about blood so basically you are sealing a covenant into the spirit realm that you will not forgive your own self that you will not forgive your own life so when it comes to christians and it comes to believers and it comes to your earthly family you have to be careful to not hold unforgiveness in your heart he said in your heart you haven't forgiven them from your heart now you don't see your heart I mean, people don't see your heart. So it is possible to pretend and smile and say, you know, oh my God, Pia, you are so wonderful. Oh my gosh, Pia, you know, when you share that, I just thought, my goodness, this is so powerful. And Pia, you know, there's this thing about you, but in your heart, in your heart, in your heart, in the seat of your emotions, every time you think about Pia, you are angry, you are sad, you are unhappy. You, You just feel like, I just want to give her some space. I just don't want to be where she is. In your heart. How do you emotionally respond to that person? How do you emotionally respond to that your blood brother? that your blood sister. Mm -hmm. Your inability to deal with those emotions and to process it in the spirit and to release the person can open you up to torture. It can open you up to torment and it can open you up to that painful things that you could have received freely. So sometimes life can become hard for people because of unforgiveness. You start using labor to enter the simple things that the blood would have given to you. Why? Because there's a lot of unforgiveness. I hope you can all hear me today. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because of unforgiveness, you can now start entering labor and it will now require of you things that you used to get easily. So it may be that you used to write easily, and now you are struggling to write, you don't know why, check your heart. It may be that um, you used to, everywhere you walked into favor, you walk into a room and people are like, ah, you know, that's the guy I wanna do business with, that's the guy I wanna do business with. If I cancel every other person, make this person my contractor. And now you find yourself in a situation where you don't know what has happened. You don't, it's like oil of favor has left you. Everywhere you go, oh, please consider me, I can do this job, I'm the one. you don't know what's happening, check your heart check your heart. He says against your brother. He says he would leave you to the jailer. What does the jailer do? He locks you up. So there are so many people that are still locked up in pain. They are locked up in fear. They are locked up in trauma. They are locked up in abuse. And this is one of the reasons why you must bring yourself out of abusive situations and not defend it. I found that that, Many times, as Christians, we are not able to tell the difference between a test that is meant to lead to promotion and an abuse that would only break you down and steal from you God's inheritance. Many times as Christians, we cannot we, we, we find it hard to tell the difference between the two. And many times. We have what I call the messianic complex, where you believe that you have been anointed and commissioned by God to be the savior of the entire human race. So you can't even tell the sacrifices that are yours to make and the sacrifices that are already made in Christ. Your inability to tell the difference and to appropriate the blood where it is the blood that can do the work and to remove yourself, extricate yourself from from situations and extricate your emotions and your, your strength and your joy and your power. Remove yourself from the things that it is Christ that can deal with. Your inability to tell the difference between the two can actually lead you into a place where you are tormented and you're going through abuse and it then locks you up and it makes you a prisoner of hell because you are still, you're constantly being broken. So part of the things I said to my team this year, um, and I said to them, I said, one of the things we must learn to do is to have difficult conversations, is to have hard conversations, is to be able to evaluate, you know, what you feel in your heart. And I said to them, I said, because I found that, that many people, and not really deep thinkers. In order to survive, we have a survival strategy that we (coughs) employ. Sorry, Victoria, can you mute your microphone, please? Thank you so much. And we have a survival strategy, which we employ, which is usually like, you know, act like it doesn't exist. Ah, just forget it, you know. And so we are surface dwellers. Emotional surface dwellers. We never go deep. And when you go deep and you hit pain, you're like, no, 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 go back up, go back up, pull the probe, pull the probe, quickly, quickly, quickly. You don't want to see, no, go deep. You feel the pain, but ask yourself, why am I feeling the pain? What exactly is this about? You know, why, why, why does this matter so much to me? And you begin to do a careful analysis and a careful exploration of who you are. I said, this is very, very important. So that by the time you are having these tough conversations, you are having it not from the place of accusation or condemning the other party, but you have carefully analyzed what exactly you are dealing with and what it means to you. And then you are then able to see through your own personal shenanigans, you are able to see through that and you are able to see exactly how the other person's action impacts you. And then you have a conversation concerning it. And I said, don't say, don't just say to people what they have done, but say to people what how what they have done affects how you feel. Because many times we are quick to say, well, you know, because this thing you did is wrong. You know, you you did this, you did this. And, you know, I just don't think that thing should be done that way. And the reason why we only say what people have done is some form of superiority, you know, where you just feel like, you know, you, you have the power to describe another person's um, the, uh, uh, the 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 log stuck in somebody's ISIS eyes, but you don't see yours. But you see, when you then recognize that, listen, I just don't wanna say that you did this, you did this, but hey, it made me feel small. It made me feel afraid. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough. You know, this is how your actions impacted me. I said, We must learn to communicate clearly. I said, Your inability to do that can leave you in all kinds of captivities and trauma. You know, so please do not embrace a Messianic complex where you lock yourself into a cycle of abuse and you lock yourself into a cycle that traumatizes you over and over again. The the problem with consistent trauma is that at some point, you no longer know that it is trauma. You now believe that it is a culture of life. The moment trauma is locked into culture, the trauma can be transferred from one generation to the next. And so another generation will be born into what is naturally traumatic, and they will call it life, and they will say it's okay. you know. And what happens is just because you are unaware of an ongoing trauma doesn't take away its effects from you. It's that simple. You're Inability to discern his existence, to accept it and to deal with it does not negate its effects. It will have its effect on you. It will have its effect on your health, it will have its effect on your mind, it will have its effect on your confidence, it will have its effect on your business, on your ministry, on everything. So it is always best that by the spirit of truth, the word of the Lord will deal with it. If not, it opens you up to all kinds of oppression. I hope you can hear me clearly. So, Father. This morning, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that the spirit of wisdom will come upon us as a community, that the spirit of wisdom will come upon us as a people, that Father, every single person on this call, Lord, that you give us the grace and you give us the strength to be able to look deep into our hearts. You know, I'm also praying for men because there is this thing where people think that, oh, you know, as a man or oh, all these things are female issues. But I believe that majority of men are more traumatized than women but because over time they've been told keep quiet don't cry men don't this men don't, why are why you talking like a woman why are you men find outlets for their own trauma in the form of control in the form of aggression in the form of maybe sometimes they're beating on women or in the form of drinking you know all kinds of habits they find it as outlets for outlets for things that have traumatized them because over the years they've been told this is not a man thing but you see when god created us Male and female created he them. He created humanity, not just man, not just the male. When he made the man, he was humanity, bearing the male and the female within himself. So I say this to you to, to understand that this is not a woman's thing this is a humanity thing and when Jesus was speaking he wasn't speaking to just females he was speaking to both of us and your ability to discern the activities of your heart and your soul realm as a man will make you a very very healthy leader it will make you raise a healthy family it will help you raise your wife you know when Jesus says hey um that you know, nurture the woman as the man. Nurture her in love and with understanding. I will share with you that once I heard Professor Adam teaching it and how that understanding, dwell with her in understanding, was speaking about different things. It was speaking about scientific knowledge. It was speaking about emotional knowledge. And it was also speaking about fina- uh, spiritual knowledge and financial knowledge. That was the word for understanding. That was used not just any kind of understanding. So understand her emotionally. It was speaking about emotional knowledge, psychological knowledge um scientific knowledge so as a man you are meant to understand the science of woman then number two you are also meant to understand her um in terms of spiritually what is her spiritual configuration what how did the lord structure her then the thirdly you are meant to understand her financially you're meant to you understand? So it was part of when the thing. the Bible says dwell with her in understanding. Now, but you see, many times they don't even have the bandwidth to do that because the man is all about, no, sit down, get up, don't talk to me like that. How dare you talk to me? I'm a man. Because there's already something on the inside that feels insecure, that feels, you know, not enough, that feels oppressed. So all of that oppression makes it hard for him to even in humility dwell with her with understanding and the inability to do that begins to deprive the man of all that God could have blessed him with of course also you see this in the woman and all her emotions and the inability to deal with long-standing issues and trauma also so you then have two wonderful people come together but they're also two traumatized people with many unresolved issues so at the end of the day you find out that it was not necessarily a bad marriage it was just two people who never dealt with with bad situations, who never dealt with bad issues that they had encountered. So uh, this is really important because you may say to yourself, oh my God, P.I., you know, what is this all about? I'm here for prayer rain. I am here for fire and brimstone. I am here for God to heal the sickness. I'm here for God to raise the dead. But listen to me, there are deadness inside of you that actually does not manifest in the form of bad eyesight or broken limb. But in the realm of the spirit, many people's feet are broken. Their eyes are dim, Their hearts are darkened. They're unable to move forward. Why? Because this is the kind of sickness that is major. He says he delivers them over to the jailer, you know, to be tortured, you know. So for some people, there are things you are going through that is really because your heart is in unforgiveness. That is really because your heart has not let go of things. Now, what does it mean to forgive? Now, to forgive doesn't mean that you are no longer aware of what was taken from you. That is not the meaning of uh, unforgiveness. No, 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 no. The man knew very well, the master knew very well how much the servant owed him. So you know very well how much the person owes you. You know very well the things that your father didn't do and how much he owes you. You know very well what the husband did to you and how much he owes you. It is not, forgiveness doesn't mean that, there's nothing like forgive and forget. Okay, like forgive and wrong Of course you remember. You are a human being, you are sane. (laughs) You remember, you know, but forgiveness doesn't mean you don't, you are unaware of the value of what was taken from you. But forgiveness means that you intentionally decide to not let the person pay for what they owe you. I need you to understand what I'm saying. You intentionally decide to not let the person pay for what they owe you and you let it go. So what does that translate into? That you are able to even pray for your enemy. Mm -hmm. That you are able to pray for those who use you. That you are able to pray for those Who um, treats you despicably because you intentionally decide to not let them pay for what they owe you. What is the payment for treating a prophet wrongly? There is a price you should pay for it. What the prophet decides, you will not pay for it. That is forgiveness. So sometimes the way to forgive is to pray for the one that has hurt you. Because forgiveness is not just, oh, I let it go. No, 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 no. (laughs) You may say that, oh, I let it go. But does it take away the court case that is against them in the spirit realm? Does it take away the legalities that have been heaped up against them? You know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys, you know, something without going into further details. There was a time that somebody was really trying to take my husband from me, really trying with all kinds of skills and expertise. And I found out and the spirit of God said to me, The only way that this thing is not going to affect your ministry, which, by the way, I was so angry because I'm like, excuse me, why is it my ministry that is going to be affected? Like, why is it me that's going to pay the price for somebody else's madness? I'm like, no, I don't understand. In fact, if I be a woman of God, let fire come down. If I be an apostle, the P.I. of the Most High, shavavava, storyline, storyline. Your strength and your power is not depicted in the amount of enemies that you are able to take down. It's depicted in the amount of enemies you are able to reconcile unto God. Jesus did not come to destroy, to break, to to, to scatter the destinies of men. That wasn't what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to reconcile the broken, the wicked, the... um, All of that came to reconcile them to God. This was what the Lord came to do. So you are actually in the ministry of reconciliation. This is your office. The strength of your priesthood is that you have the ability in the place of prayer intercession to reconcile men back to the Lord, to pull them out of darkness to God. I need you to hear me. Very important because it is the person that you owe that has the ability to speak for your release. Understand what I'm saying? So somebody is locked in jail. Another person cannot just go to the court and say, release him. I I, I let go of the case. He's my father. So I let go of the case. And the judge is going to be like, sorry, who are you? Are you the one that was, that your father stole from? Are you the company that your father defrauded? He's like, no, 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 it's, 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 I'm not the company, but I'm his son. So because as his son, I say I let go of it, the judge is going to be like, so he get out of my court. In fact, take him out. Take him out of the courtroom. I don't want to hear from this one. Now, where is the company, the man defrauded? Until the company drops the case, the man is not released. I need you to understand I'm saying. Is it possible that sometimes God brings some enemy within your own space because they are in certain captivities? That it needs a liberator like you to break them out of. If not all their lives, they will never find reconciliation with the Lord. So in that season, God began to speak to me about the power that I have to liberate and to reconcile men to God. And I began to pray. Now in the prayer, have you cried hot tears before? There's tears and there's hot tears. These are two dimensions of tearing up. Now, tears is when you are feeling bad. Something's been you. Hot tears. It comes forth in a season where what you are praying about is wounding you. And you are in such, you are in pain. But and you don't, if I when hot tears are coming, you don't know they are coming. They just is after you feel it, you're like, ah, my face is wet. That's when you know you were crying. Hot tears, and me using my hand to go and remove from the court of heaven, I remove the file and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. I decree that by the power of the Almighty, that this person shall not bear the penalty for this wrong in the name of Jesus. And I begin to stand as one who she owed. And I decree that in the mighty name of Jesus, that this case shall not be held up against her. As a matter of fact, Lord God, this is what I want, great judge of the heavens and the earth, that by reason of this action, this person must not miss heaven father i'm gonna find her in heaven i'm going to i began to pray i began to pray for their destiny i began to pray for their calling as i prayed the lord began to show me levels of brokenness because you know what it takes for your hearts to be seared with hot iron for you to be able to execute a level of wickedness without looking back Uh -uh. something must be wrong with you something must be broken in you for you to execute such wickedness. So it's not normal, you know? So it's not all wicked people that are wicked consciously. They, are, they may be doing what they're doing consciously, but sometimes there are things in them that they don't even have the capacity to explore. As I began to pray, of course, you know, all kinds of activities started happening after then. And I had the opportunity to actually pray for the person firsthand and to say, it will not be on account of me that the enemy will steal anything for your life. For I declare that by the power of God and by the blood of Jesus, you know, this case against you is removed. You know, I said, now that I have forgiven and, you know, removed, whatever you do from now, honestly, is between you and Jesus Christ and the blood. Because a servant that is forgiving, that decides that it's a lie. I also want to, you shall be handed over by the master himself, not me. Now you need to understand what I'm talking about. When I see this individual thriving in the Lord, I give praise to jesus because number one i didn't lose anything at the end of the day and uh, number two somebody else was able to find god this is the challenge of humanity versus spirituality because at the end of the day the, this kind of battles we don't fight is what now really enslaves us not what the person did to us the captivity now becomes the battle you could not fight the battle of forgiveness Today, I want to pray for you, and I want you to pray for yourself, and I want you to say, oh God, give me strength in the spirit. Give me courage to explore the depths of my heart. Father, give me the capacity to present everything I find before you. Father, show me heights of love and depths of love that you have shown towards me. So that I will be able to show the same to my brothers and my sisters, even if it's just a fraction of it, God. That I'm able to show, my God, help me, Father, show me. Do not make me, do not allow me be a prisoner in my own heart. Do not allow me be a prisoner in my own. I do not let me be at home with imprisonment. But Father, show me a different culture. Show me today what it's like to be free. What it's like to not carry this burden. What it's like to not be anxious. What it's like to not be agitated. What it's like to not be fearful. Father, give me, show me a completely different picture, Lord. And give me the grace to fight. Fight for liberation and to fight for reconciliation. My God, I receive it. I receive this capacity, I receive this strength, I receive this ability, and I decree and I declare that February there shall be no case that is held up against me any case there shall be no case that will make it impossible for me to enjoy your blessings enjoy the fruit of your land i declare that february you are open unto me i declare that february you prosper me i declare that february you walk with me and you walk for me in you february i will record groundbreaking successes in you february i will record. Height of increase and height and of growth in the name of Jesus. In new February, men and women shall come to me. Kings will come to my table. I will dine with royalty. February, in new February, I receive favor from the four corners of the earth because you are blessed. And this is my mode of deliverance. This is my mode of liberation. I will not use spiritual gifts to cover soul, soulish brokenness in the name of Jesus. I will not evaluate my gifts of the spirit to mean that my soul is healed. But Lord, I ask that you give me the ability to compartmentalize the workings of the spirit so that I will not be deceived by my heart into dwelling in darkness and chains while I am displaying gifts of the spirit. But Lord, help me to be a whole human being in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you hear us every time we pray. And I thank you because you are setting on an expedition, Holy Ghost, and going into the hearts of everybody on this platform to do great works, to deliver us from the chains of unforgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We receive everything you have for us today and for the month of February in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. you know, I saw the Holy Ghost dressed up um, like a man going on an expedition. Um, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to be reviewing a lot of things in our hearts and reviewing a lot of cases, cases held against us and cases we've held against the people. And the Holy Ghost is going to be calling a lot of us into the courts of heaven in this season. I ask you when he calls you, answer. And answer appropriately. Listen, emotion and passion is not the same as clear communication. Your emotion is some form of communication. You're communicating pain, but you're not necessarily communicating legalities. So do not enter the courts of heaven just rolling on the floor. Hey, hey, God, oh, CEO, hey, I'm in pain. Look at what they did to me. Look at emotion, is not communication of legalities, and when you enter into the level of courts, it is about legalities. It is about what is written in the books. It is about justice system. It is about scriptures. It is about the laws. I need you to hear what I'm saying. So. In this month of February, as the Holy Ghost begins to call us into the courts, whatever matter it is you believe the Holy Spirit is prompting you about, go and read the scriptures concerning them. Everything, use Google, scriptures on, scriptures concerning scriptures. This find them and pray them and enter into the capacity of the scripture, you know, so that you are not at loss in the courts. Um, because God wants to cause major deliverance to happen and major liberations to happen. So go into the scriptures and find them. Um, Also, as the expedition is going on, there was something that the Spirit of God said to me. He said, you see, emotional sensitivity does not equate to emotional intelligence. You must know the difference between the two. Many of us are very, very sensitive emotionally. So just because you're sensitive does not mean you are a discerner. It doesn't take the to be angry. It doesn't take the to be in pain. It doesn't take the to know somebody's doing wrong. Emotional sensitivity doesn't equate to knowing how to handle things intelligently, emotional intelligence. So part of what you want to pray for is, God, give me emotional intelligence, you know, to not be overwhelmed and overtaken by the things that I feel, but to know how to navigate truth in the midst of heightened emotions, in the midst of heightened pains, in the midst of heightened fears, so that you may be able to bring clear court order into your life, into your future and into the future of your children. I know that God has heard us and I know that God is doing a mighty work. Tomorrow, I will share with you other things that can open you up to oppression and open you up to nightmares and open you up to all kinds of manipulation of hell because there are other things like rebellion. Um, There are other things and unrepentance The other things are witchcraft and divination, generational curses, I can't wait to share on curses, wrong confessions with your mouth, extreme jealousy, envy, rage, um, strongholds like defiant mentality, um, defiant mental attitudes contrary to the word of God. We're going to share all of these things. Now, I'm beginning to wonder how many days prayer will be. So pray for me so that I may come and lead you in prayer. You know, but I believe that by the time we're done with this prayer you know, God would have done such a mighty work in you. And there are things you will not have to pray for. You will begin to see how your business will be opening up. Sickness will leave your body. Relationships will be restored. All kinds of things will be coming that you did not have to pray for. Just because you took care of the root, the fruit began to change. So I know that the Lord has heard us and the God of prayer rain will answer us. Remember, tell your friends, tell your family, prayer rain for February has started again. Share the word. Put the flyer on your stories. Put it as a post. Write about what God is doing here. Invite somebody to join. Put it on WhatsApp. Don't be putting all kinds of... If you can put MC Macaroni on your WhatsApp status, or you can put all kinds of crazy things that, you know, when they see your WhatsApp status, when somebody looks at it, they are praying that they should still make heaven. If you can put those things and publicize those things, then publicize the good news the work of an evangelist publicize truth publicize what will bring grace and healing to people i'm saying this because i know god is doing the work here so make sure you share it make sure you talk about it make sure you bring people into what is happening tomorrow i will be here and i look forward to seeing you all and making this journey with you god bless you have a powerful powerful day and remember what was spoken about keep your mind on it go back watch the video and keep praying, and I know that God of heaven, who made you, is the one that will bring you to the fullness of liberty, in Jesus' name, amen, I love you all, and God bless you, keep me your prayers, and I will keep praying for you, and I know we'll record miracles upon miracles this year, in Jesus' name, have a powerful, powerful day, Pastor Stephanie, love too. you,
1: Apostle Isi, love amen. you, <laughs> Thank you, Pi. Um, Father, we just thank you for your word that we have received this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the entrance of your word that gives light, and we thank you for the life that of us that has been transformed, Lord. Even as we have looked in your scriptures this morning, thank you for the teaching of righteousness that you have rained down upon us. Can you mute your mic, Miss Obi? Thank you. Thank you for the reign of righteousness, Lord, the teaching of righteousness that you have reigned upon us this morning, Lord God. And we just receive the grace, Lord, because every time you release your word, Father, you release the grace, Lord, to even accomplish the word. Every time you release an instruction, oh God, you release... Um, um, the capacity Lord even to accomplish Lord and to walk in the obedience of that instruction and so Lord Jesus this morning Lord we receive the grace we receive the capacity we receive the strength and we receive the help Lord to walk in the direction of your word in the name of Jesus Baba we pray that you will even open our eyes to see the things that lay um, deep beneath Lord Father, past the surface, Lord, everything at the root level, Baba, open our eyes to see it, Lord, because this February is indeed the month of breakthrough, uh, we are breaking through as we shift with you, oh God. Father, the old things are passed away indeed, but for us to come into the new, Father, we must lay hold, we must see so that we can grasp. And so, Father, Lord, we pray for sight, oh God, as we sit with your spirit, Lord, we open our hearts and we open our minds to you to dissect, to um, expose um, um, everything that is hidden, everything that has shielded itself. Lord God, we pray that you will do an examination. You will cross-examine, Lord, uh, every part of our lives, Lord, from the insides, Lord, and help us to see, Lord, as you see. Father, help us to bring, Lord, to the surface the things that are lying underneath, Lord, so that we can address them with you in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, even for the courage, Lord, Father, and the vulnerability to have these conversations with you, the deep, honest conversations, Lord, that we need to have with you in this season let no time pass by Lord where we will stall on the conversations that we must have with you in time and in season in the name of Jesus and Lord give us a heart of love first Lord help us even to forgive ourselves there may be some of us that have held ourselves in unforgiveness for so long knowingly or unknowingly and Lord God this morning we pray that you will give us a heart of forgiveness Lord give us a heart of love Father let us forgive ourselves Lord of every everything that we have held against ourselves, everything we have held against our brothers, our sisters Lord our blood Father we pray that you will give us a heart of love to be able to forgive Lord in the name of Jesus and to release Lord those that have trespassed against us indeed in the name of Jesus Lord we know and we realize that it is work it takes a lot of work Lord to do it but Lord it is not impossible because we have your spirit with us and we have your power Lord to overcome and so Father we receive the grace and the power to overcome oh God in the name of jesus to overcome unforgiveness to overcome anger to overcome hatred to overcome bitterness oh god father to overcome misunderstanding oh god in the name of jesus help us father to walk in reconciliation my god in the name of jesus let us indeed be makers of peace in jesus precious name. wherever we go even within our personal lives teach us and show us lord how to make peace show us the formula of peace my god how we can apply it into our lives how we can apply it into our community how we can apply it into um, our families oh god in the name of jesus let your love and let your peace let it be maintained and let it remain in our hearts and in our lives oh god in the name of jesus baba as you open our eyes to see certain things and remind us of conversations and people we need to pick up our phones to call lord let our hearts not be too hardened oh god that our hearts not even be hardened in any way. If there be any names that you're laying in our hearts right now, we pray, Lord, for the power of conviction. Oh God, to um 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 to overthrow, Lord, every power of shame or pain, Lord, or self righteousness. In the name of Jesus, let your conviction overthrow, Lord, every other power that may try to overshadow us this time. In the name of Jesus, and so, Father, we say thank you and we bless your holy name for in jesus precious name we pray amen and amen praise god um what a sobering morning um of receiving god's word and just um i encourage us once the recordings are available just keep checking the youtube channel prayer Rain by poi to see when it will be uploaded just in case the messages are not posted immediately but so once you follow and you know um. uh, uh once you follow us on YouTube, you will get the notification to know when the recordings are made available. Um, God bless you all. Uh, remember, we're praying and we're fasting in this season. So please do all you must to fast. Prayer in this month, as Apostle has declared this for three days. So this is day one, and we have two more days to go. Um, and we're just going to trust God to continue to carry us through this season in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a fantastic day happy february happy new month you are blessed um in jesus precious name we pray amen the link for donations okay admin please can you share the link to give um if you want to give to people of influence if you want to give to prayer rain if you want to partner with people of influence at any level um is any of uh the prayer and administrators online to share the link please before we end the meeting okay in the absence of of the link i believe it will be shared in the whatsapp groups paypal, PayPal is prayerrain.poi at gmail.com um i'm just going to type it here But if you have it already, you can also share. Um okay. So I shared the link to give um file people um and the links to give to the people of influence will make us available in our emails and on the WhatsApp group. So God bless you, have a fantastic day, and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.